Henry Aaron. Green to the plate. And he is safe. Safe at the plate. The Braves go to the World Series. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, it's only been one way. The Braves Way. Welcome to the Braves Way Podcast. Welcome back to the Braves Way Podcast. Hello guys. It's been a while. It's been a long while actually. I think the last episode I did was before October. Um, Don't be mad at me. I know you guys all have your pitchforks and your torches all trying to find me, all trying to gun me down. I apologize. I totally missed the playoffs. Well, to be fair, the Braves missed the playoffs too. They did not show up at all, just like me. <laughs> totally missed the playoffs. I've totally been slacking this whole off season, but I can explain. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in my personal life. I got another job. I started college. Well, I've been going to college, but I started big boy college. <laughs> I started my bachelor's program. So... I know, I know, it's not good excuses, it's just this podcast has gone, it it went down on my list of top priorities, and I apologize for that. Well, the calendar turned over another year, we are now in the year 2024, if you don't know that, then I don't know where you've been the past few days, but we are now in 2024, it's a new year, it's a new chapter on the Braves Way podcast. Does that mean things are going to change? Yes, things are going to change. No, I'm not going to change the premise of the show. I'm not going to change it from Braves way to baseball way and just cover all the baseball. I'm not going to change it from the Braves way to the Red Sox way and start covering the Red Sox. No, I'm going to stay on the Braves and I'm going to stay with you guys because you guys have been faithful to me. I'm going to be faithful to you and I'm going to stay with the Braves. And I still, uh, I'm still a passionate fan of the Atlanta Braves. That's never going to change. I'm never going to lose that. However, I am going to implement something new. Not really a change, just implementing something new. I'm going to add segments. So the reason why I'm adding segments is because I feel like previous episodes have been kind of choppy. I've been kind of just not really feeling. Myself, I haven't really been getting into a groove and like really giving you guys what you deserve, Braves news wise. So I'm adding three segments. One's gonna call be called Down on the Farm. I'm gonna pick like a few players that probably none of you guys have heard of because I've never heard of them. And I'm just gonna go over their like who they are, their stats, and how they can impact the Braves in the future. And then I have one called uh, newsflash, which it was all this newsflash was like a, it was like a episode type that I would do, but I'm just going to roll it into a segment right now and just go over the news for the previous week. Since the off season, some things are a little slow, so I'm just going to go over all the news that happened. Uh, and then we have this day in Braves history, pretty explanatory. Whatever today, there was something that went down in Braves history, and we're going to cover that. So I'm super excited to get into all that. This episode is going to have all those segments, and maybe a little more, I'm not sure yet. But let's get to our first segment, Newsflash.
Welcome to News Flash. And of course, the news I'm going to cover today is the Braves trading for Chris Sale. I know, I know, it's old news. All the way back in December 30th, back last year in 2023. I know, it was a while ago, but I wasn't here. Now I am here, so I got to cover it. So, this was kind of a shocker to me. My dad called me. I was just sitting at home, not really doing anything. I wasn't really paying attention to anything online. My dad called me. He's like, Carter, did you see the trade? I was like, what trade? He's like, we traded for Chris Sale. I was like, Chris Sale? Why do, why, why, Chris Sale? And he's like, we, we, we gave up Vaughn Grissom. I'm like, what? We gave up Vaughn Grissom for Chris Sale, the has-been who's been hurt for the past five years, who hasn't played more than, like, 30 games in a season? <laughs> I was kind of upset. I'm, I I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this trade. It's a very odd trade. The Braves have been looking for some starting pitching depth. We've been looking for not an ace, but someone that can fit in well in that first, second, third spot in our rotation someone to back up someone like a max freed and a spencer strider uh someone more experienced than bryce elder and someone who's a little younger than chris morin and i don't know we were in on sunny gray that didn't go anywhere he ended up going to the cardinals so after i saw that first of all i wasn't really feeling hot about sunny gray i just felt i feel like he's a little he's a little like I don't know. <laughs> what is the word when someone's better? He's not as good as everyone says he is. Well, that's Sonny Gray. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. I didn't even know Chris Sale was on the trade market. I just, I literally was thinking about Chris Sale the, a couple days before the trade. I was like, bro, the Red Sox are stuck with Chris Sale for another year. They signed him to that massive deal back in 2018, 2019, and... He hasn't done absolute crap with the Red Sox. I feel so bad for them. And then, two days later, who's got him? We do. <laughs> then I started looking into the numbers. Uh, the Braves press release said it all. They're trying to defend themselves on this trade. Uh, and if you look at last year's, last year's stats, he wasn't the worst. He started 20 games for the Red Sox last year and compiled a 6-5 record with a 4-3-0 ERA. That's 49 earned runs and 102 innings pitched. With 125 strikeouts. And, I mean, that's not, it's not the worst. That's his best season since 2019. I mean, has he played much since 2019? Um, no. <laughs> but he... Still had a pretty good season, and so that gives me hope. I mean, you guys have read all the tabloids. Who reads tabloids anymore? But you've read all the people on our community saying, this was a horrible trade. Why are we giving up on Grissom? Chris Hale is a has-been. He's a washed. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything since 2018. Well, I don't know. AA must know something that we don't. Uh, obviously, he had to go through a physical... And I'm sure we had all our trainers there, probably our best ones there, to look him over and see if he's worth anything. And they obviously signed up, signed off on him. So I don't know why you, Craig, I'm just naming a random name, 
sitting behind your computer screen with your Cheeto fingers saying, he's not, he's not good. He, he needs, he's still injured. He, he's no good. Like he doesn't have anything left when there's someone getting paid way more than us getting qualified. That's way more qualified than us has the PhD and whatever to look for injuries and look for anything that could potentially be wrong. And they didn't find anything. And Chris Dale says you're ready to go. Uh, our trainer says says he's ready to go. And the one thing I do worry about Chris Sale, though, is his attitude. I mean, you saw when he was with the White Sox, he did the Mean Girls thing, and he cut out all, <laughs> he cut everyone's jerseys to where the nipples would be showing. And that was hilarious. That is hilarious. But I was thinking deep down, I was like, this guy's a nutcase. <laughs> and then with the Red Sox, there's a video that came out when he was with, I don't I think the Sea Wolves. No, I don't know if that's the Red Sox minor league affiliate. Whatever, their minor league affiliate when he was rehabbing. There's a video that came out recently where he was absolutely destroying one of the like changing rooms or whatever. I guess he just had a bad outing and he was just destroying it, ripping everything off the wall, slamming down everything. Oh my <laughs> if he hasn't seen that video, you need to find it. But this gives me a little bit of hope because if he can be healthy this year and give us 40, 50 appearances, I don't know. I don't want to say starts. If he can give us more than 20 starts, I'll be happy with that. Uh, preferably later in the season into October. But if he can be healthy and if, God forbid, if he's on, he will be on. Now, we're not expecting him to be our number one. That's Spencer Schreider. Not even our number two, because that's Max Freed. But we're just looking for him to be a solid starting pitcher like Charlie Morton has been for the past previous years. But also, I was talking to my friends when this happened, and one of them said, like, this is just Charlie Morton 2.0. This is another old soul that he threw into your rotation, hoping for him to give you some more innings. And it's worked out with Charlie Morton, so why can't it work out with Chris Sale? And it helps that... Red Sox are sending over $10 million as, uh, sorry, $17 million of their condolences saying, yeah, take him. <laughs> so that means he we're only paying him $10 million this next year because he's 027. So he's 027. They're giving us 10. We're, or giving us 17. We're only going to be paying 10. So that makes me feel a lot better because we don't have as much stake in as we would have if he if we traded for him and all 27 was attached. And also, let's just go over Grissom. Grissom, I love the kid. Uh, electric when he came up. His first Major League home run in his first or second game, I can't really remember, was at Fenway. Uh, and that it has to be cool to go back to the place that he hit his first home run and he's dreamed about playing. And so I think that'll be a great fresh start for him. To be honest, though, he didn't have a place here in Atlanta. You saw it last year. He was competing for the shortstop spot. Uh, and Orlando Arcia got it over him. We extended Arcia. And it just looks like Grissom doesn't have a place here. It sucks because he looks like a really good player. And so this is going to come back to hurt if Chris Sale goes on the IL with Tommy John again. And Von Grissom breaks out and becomes top 15 shortstop so it's 
it it kind of sucks. It feels like we lost, but it also feels like if if Chris if Chris Hill has the season he had last year, I think it'll be a win. It's just we had no place for Von Grissom in our infield. Our infield is stacked as it is, and Grissom didn't really have a place, so he would have just been rotting away on the bench for another year or down in AAA. So I don't really know how to feel about this about this trade. I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about it. Uh, I've looked on Twitter. Uh, I've looked on Bleacher Report, and most of you guys are a mixed bag. Some of you guys love it. Some of you guys hate it. But there's one thing that I'm getting from everyone that's talking about it is you're a little unsure. Just as me, I'm a little unsure what Chris Hale has left in the tank. I mean, if he can put it... I, I mean, of course, he would tell you he's not done. I don't think he's done because he's had so many injuries since 2019 and he hasn't hung up the cleats. So I definitely think he has the will and he has the power to keep continuing. But the thing is, will he continue and just be flat out crap? Or will he continue and realize that he still has some stuff? That is something we'll be looking out for in this 2024 season. I'm excited, though. I'm excited to see his first start in spring training. I'm excited to see him in the Braves uniform because it is a Chris Sale's a big name. And I love when big names come to the Braves because it just makes me feel better. I mean, I don't want to be like the Dodgers and spend half or spend <laughs> spend a billion dollars on two big names just to say we have them and then still lose to the Diamondbacks in the NLDS. But I like it when the Braves go out and make a big move because it shows that we're capable of making a big move. And I love that. But anyways, that was my first news flash segment done and i enjoyed that i enjoyed that chris sale welcome to the braves i'm glad to see you here i'm excited to see you pitch and please don't throw any temper tantrums and let's get this done let's get this ring come on let's go all right now let's dive into another new segment down on the farm roll the intro So usually I'm going to cover a few players, a few names that I'm unfamiliar with so you guys can get familiar with them, so I can get familiar with them, so in the years to come that we are familiar with them when they come up to the show. But today I'm going to do something different. I don't know if you guys have heard, but the Rome Braves, or should I say, formerly known as the Rome Braves, have changed their name and going to be starting the 2024 season as the Rome Emperors. Yes, you heard that correctly, the Rome Emperors. I think it's a great name. Back, uh, I forget when, I think it was around summertime, uh, they announced that they were going to be changing the names. And this is a big thing that we've seen happening in minor league baseball we've seen affiliates like the rome braves uh like the tampa bay yankees but the yankees aren't tampa bay's not changing their name but teams like that they're changing their names to more to more personalize and grow their brand of baseball 
to distinguish themselves from their parent organizations like the Braves. And you've seen that with the like the Rocket City Trash Pandas <laughs> and the oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many funny names out there. And so Rome decided to do that. They decided to let the fans decide what to change the name to. And the emperors are the ones that ran it, that won it. And I love the name Rome Emperors because when you think of Rome, you think of the country Rome. And when you think of Rome, Georgia, you think of Rome, Italy. <laughs> because if you think about it, the city was built within seven hills and the rivers that run between them. Thank you, Benjamin Hill, for making that known. And so... I think it's it's a great it's a great connection. I mean Rome, Georgia had to be named after Rome, Italy because they saw some of the similarities. So why not distinguish ourselves away from the Braves and make a brand in Rome? Let's market Rome and let's make it the Rome Emperors. And the Rome general manager David Lane said it they're following the trend of distinguishing themselves from the parent organization and giving each community, in this case, Rome, the opportunity to create their own unique team identity. So now, instead of like the Braves being implanted in Rome, you know automatically, oh, they're they're the little brothers to the to the Braves because they're just their minor league team, like. They don't play any meaningful baseball over there. Well, now you can say, I'm going down to an Emperor's emperor's game. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> going down to watch an Emperor's baseball game. Who's the Emperor's? Oh, it's Rome's baseball team. You're not going to say, oh, the Braves minor league team. Now, when people ask, is it professional baseball? You'll say, yeah, but it's the minor leagues. They're the Braves minor league team. And they're like, oh, okay. And so, here is more... Here is more of the reason why they decided on the emperors. Lane said, the general manager, the seven hills, the three rivers, we have all these unique ties back to Rome, Italy. So then we started looking at what is an emperor. And Rome was an inspired rich in history and culture, and Roman emperors were known for leading a variety of scientific and technological advances in the world. Nonetheless, nonetheless, the team didn't want to focus on branding. Didn't want to focus the branding on a little Caesars-looking dude <laughs> that walks around with a golden metal helmet. <laughs> and if you guys have seen the logo, it's not the little Caesars-looking dude at all. It's a penguin. <laughs> and he said, "Enter the Emperor Penguin," which enabled the club to build an identity that incorporates ancient Rome while also utilizing an animal that can be depicted in a light-hearted, kid-friendly fashion. <laughs> the team notes in its brand that while admittedly no penguins in Georgia, there are also no Bengals in Cincinnati or Grizzlies in Memphis. So, yeah, there there's no penguins in Rome. I mean, maybe at the local zoo if you guys have one. <laughs> But I just think it's a cool touch. I was going to get into the penguin a little bit later, but it's great. I love that they chose an emperor penguin for their logo because it is kid-friendly, but it's also so cool to look at. And I love the perspective that 
that um David Lane put. He's like, we didn't want just we didn't want to just be called the emperors and then throw a generic looking Caesar out there. And it looks like the little Caesars logo. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I think that's great. I think it's great because we are building a brand. And I, I just think it's awesome. I want to get some Rome Emperor's merch. I think you guys should too. Uh, it's a new identity and I love it. I love it. So, yeah, the Rome Emperor's. That was great. I love that. It's so cool. I can't wait to keep up with them this year as we go more and more down on the farm. All right, let's move on to our last segment of the day. All right, our last segment will be This Day in Braves History. Roll the intro. Alright, today is January 2nd, 2024. I know, I know this episode's probably not going to released on January 2nd just because I am lazy and I'm not going to be able to upload it on the same day. And the odds are you guys probably aren't listening to this on January 2nd, 2024. So I am just prefacing with the date so you guys know it. And so you don't think something happened the day you're listening to it, and it didn't actually do it. So today's news, news, what? Today's history fact, uh, something that happened in history, I don't really know what to call it, um, is back in 1977, Commissioner Bowie, 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 I think it's Bowie, I'm sorry, Bowie Coon, suspended Atlanta Braves owner Ted Turner for one year as a result of tampering charges in the Gary Matthews free agent signing. Well, I was not satisfied with this Braves history because I was like, okay, he was suspended by Bowie Kuhn for one year for tampering. How did he tamper? Who's Gary Matthews? And did it help the Braves? So I copy and pasted it into the Google machine, and popped up Braves Today Fan Nation, an article written by Bill Shanks, uh, and the title is, That time, Ted Turner got suspended so he could captain the America's Cup team. I don't really know what that means, um, but anyways, I read the article, and... It turns out that during the season, well, if any of you guys were fans back in 1977 or before, like in 76, 75, apparently the Braves Braves fans, Braves country, was giving up hope on Ted Turner. Uh, we were like, he's getting too big, he's buying CNN, he's doing all this, he's becoming a millionaire, becoming a billionaire, like... He doesn't care about us Braves fans. He doesn't care about the Braves. So Ted Turner heard that. He he he's a people's person. He's like, I am for the people. I am for Braves country. And he's like, I need to do something big to get Braves fans back on my side and 
get them to know that I do like the Braves. I am a Braves fan as well, and I am willing to do whatever it takes to produce a winning baseball team here in Atlanta. So what did he do? During the season, during the 76 season, he mouthed out to Giants owner Bob Lurie that he would sign Gary Matthews when the outfielder became a free agent. Apparently you can't do that. You you can't say that you're going to do something to a player. You can't say you're going to sign a player when he's still under contract for another team. Uh, Ted Turner knew this, and he this was all part of his plan. And so he did that to get suspended, to get Braves fans to be like, wow, he did that? To get a player like Gary Matthews just for us? Oh, my. Well, he did. He got suspended for a year. And Gary Matthews surprisingly still joined the team in 77. He hit 17 home runs, drove in 64 RBIs in 77, hit 18 home runs in 78. And then in 79, he had one of his best seasons of his career. An all-star year where he went on to hit 27 home runs and drive in 90 RBIs. So, outfielder Gary Matthews, I've never heard of him. It's kind of cool to put him in the limelight and bring up his name again, because I'm sure his name was brought up a lot back in 77, back on January 3rd of, sorry, January 2nd of 1977. So, that's cool. Um, I didn't know about that. I want to know if you guys knew anything about that. If you did, then good for you. If you didn't, um, well, now you do, just like me. So thank you guys so much for listening to that segment, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad to be starting off the new year with this podcast in my life, and I'm glad to be starting off the new year with some Braves baseball. I know we're not going to see any for a while. It's going to be a long while, but when we do, it's going to be magical. I'm going to try to do this podcast at least once a week. So I got my feet wet and I got it up and rolling and I'm in a groove in a schedule when the season rolls around. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great week and I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for listening. All of the content I have used on this episode goes to the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball. And the song I've used for my intro, Could Have Been Me, is credited to the Struts. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube at Braves Way Podcast. Thank you guys.